This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. The Exascale era officially arrives. Pop 500 kicks off ISC 22. This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to a special ISC 22 edition of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, joined again by Oliver Peckham and Tiffany Trader. And we've got big news this week in HPC. ISC 22 kicked off. With the, we're still calling it the June 2022 Top 500 list, even though it hit early this year and actually came out toward the end of May. And Oliver, there was big news on it. Top 500 officially have an exascale supercomputer. Uh, here at Oak Ridge National Kudos. Laboratory Kudos. has officially, officially debuted to, to much fanfare at ISC. And there's a lot of rejoicing. Yes, the Frontier supercomputer, which we've been waiting for, did hit the list and came in at just over an exaflop. Do you want to tell us a little more about it? Yeah, sure. So it's an HPE system uh, running AMD uh, MI250X uh, GPUs, uh, Slingshot 11 networking, and uh, AMD Epic uh, processors. It weighed in at number one on the top 500, but also weighed in at number two, uh, placing second only to its own test and development system on the green 500 as well. So it's an incredibly efficient system. Yeah, this is just such a huge achievement for Oak Ridge National Labs and the teams at HPE and AMD. It's a great system. And I know that on our last podcast, I was saying if it weren't on this list, it would start start feeling officially late. But really, it's been an amazing effort to get this system up and installed uh, the first official exascale system on the list. Now, we keep saying officially because we've talked in the past about other exascale systems in China that aren't on the list. Well, if they're not on the list, they don't count that way. This is, in any case, is the United States' first exascale system, and it's going to be available for a wide range of applications, including a a lot of open science. And uh, uh, I I thought it was a terrific ceremony for Top 500, talking about not only this uh, system and the new Top 500 list, but ISC did a great tribute to Jack Dungara prior to the unveiling of the list. I I thought it was uh, uh, really uh, appropriate, well-received, great time to be honoring Jack. Definitely, yeah. Jack uh, Dengera is is here and um, and got got honored for the recent Turing Award win that he got. Also, the director of Oak Ridge National Laboratory, Thomas Zachariah, flew out here. All of the the principals uh, for from HPE and AMD and the, the partners are are here. It's really been quite celebratory. Uh, the the the, the exaflops threshold was officially crossed. They achieved 1.102 exaflops of Limpact performance um, and making the system faster than the next seven systems on the top 500 combined. And in a media, in a media briefing, Thomas Zacharias said, said, shared with us that you can't discount that 0.1 because each 0.1 now represents 100 petaflops. He says it's easy to round round off, but when you think about it, that um, represents a huge, huge capability at that level. 
I think that's absolutely right. So I, I said, well, they got slightly over the exaflop barrier, 1.1 exaflop. Yeah, they got over by 100 petaflop supercomputer. That's actually quite a lot. And uh, and that's the way the exponential scales work, going up by these powers, powers of 10. A little bit uh, as you go up starts meaning a lot. Now, there were a lot of other changes to the top 500 list also. There were Frontier was one of three new systems in the top 10, and they all had uh, quite a bit in common. Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to mention um, that another interesting part of this that Jack and Thomas both talked about is that the Limpack run was completed in the nick of time. It was completed over the course of uh, just under two and a half hours on Friday morning, uh, right around 5 a.m. Friday morning. So um, it really was quite quite the accomplishment. <laughs> well, they knew they'd make it all along, right? No problem. Yeah, yeah, that's what they. You know what they? In fact, they they did also say that Thomas also Thomas and um, Dustin Hotard from HPE. They they did say that they knew that they would make it um, all along, but still, um, the timing was tight, and it, you know I think it added even more to the excitement around the the success. But yes, as for these architectures, this is the uh, HPE Cray EX um, design, as Oliver, you described with these um, special optimized Milan CPUs and the Instinct MI250X GPUs. So there were actually three of these in the top 10. There was the Frontier system and Lumi, which we're going to talk a little bit more about Lumi, um, and uh, was number three. So that was a big success um, for, for Euro HPC and the CSE um, Center in Finland. And then in number 10, Ad Astra, the French system. And I can tell you the, the limpack on, on those too. The, the Lumi, is, Lumi is 152 petaflops, number three. And Ad Astra is 46 petaflops at number 10. But there's also that development system that Oliver mentioned. That's the Frontier TDS development system. That's the one that we had been calling Crusher. Yeah, I was going to say that, right? That's what we've been calling Crusher. So now that's clear. Um, and then there's, so there's seven of these HPE Cray uh, architectures total. And then there's three more machines um, that I'm hoping to find out more about, but they are in numbers spots 123, 135, and 200. And those are all uh, listed as NNFA, uh, Lawrence Livermore systems. Uh, this is truly amazing. I can't, I mean, there have been times we've had three new systems, I think, in, in the upper echelon of the list before, but I can't think of another time when they were all the same architecture from the same system vendor, same interconnect, same processing architecture. You've got the, the GPUs out there. Um, Oliver, you had something else you wanted to add on these? Yeah, I think one, one thing that's really interesting about both Frontier and Lumi is that neither one of them is uh, even uh, achieving its full potential yet in terms of its scores. Uh, with Frontier achieving that just in the nick of time, there's a strong implication. You know that I think their um, limp or their their peak petaflops right now are rated around 1.6. Is that right, Tiffany? Uh, when they're expecting to eventually get that closer to two, and a lot of their scores should accordingly go up with that as well. And Lumi. Uh, my understanding is only about 40% of that system is currently operational or, or was operational for the Limpac run. Uh, it's rated around 152 uh, Limpac petaflops right now, as Tiffany said. That's expected to grow to around 375. And that, that doesn't change its placement 
on the current list uh, for Limpact score, but it might change a lot of other metrics of the system and it certainly changes the scale. Yeah, those are those are really great points. So with 1.1 Limpact out of 1.7 peak currently, Frontier is only getting about uh, 65, 65.4 to be exact percent Limpact efficiency. So as they do their optimizations and tuning, they, they said that they definitely expect to increase uh, the peak speed and the and the limpack and that overall limpack they'll, they'll get more um, extract more um, efficiency from from the system too. Yeah, I would believe that. And then meanwhile, what a huge win uh, for the different vendors involved. You've got HPE with the Cray and the Slingshot. We've been waiting for these big Slingshot systems to come out. We had Perlmutter before. We're not even talking about that here because that was uh, previously announced. Now we're getting these additional Slingshot 11 systems up onto the list. And then AMD with both the CPU and GPU architecture, uh, AMD just crushed it on this list. They have 94 systems on the list now, and their share of the list has grown uh, to almost 19% now, and that's a jump from 14.6% uh, six months ago. So they've just been climbing, climbing, climbing since they, they came back into the HPC sphere, what, three years ago? We're going to talk, we're going to turn to energy efficiency. We're going to talk to the, turn to the green 500, and it's really that AMD engine and specifically the the MI250X uh, GPUs that are driving a lot of this energy efficiency. And that is how um, the top, if you look at the green, five list, the green 500 list, which is a re, um, sort of like reordering of the systems of the top 500 based on swaps per watt, right? Um, the, the top system on the green 500 now, I think Oliver, you already mentioned this, but it, it bears repeating because it's a, a great achievement. It's that Frontier TDS crusher with um, a really, a really remarkable uh, 62.68 gigaflops per watt. Put a pin in that for just a second while I read the rest of these. Then Frontier, number two, 52.22 uh, gigaflops per watt. They did, they crossed the 20. We, we, we wrote an article about that. I wrote an article about that a little while ago, uh, that, that they were headed to cross that, that sort of, we think of that as the DARPA threshold because uh, DARPA put that out as a target, what, 15 years ago. And then Lumi, um, and you'll see, You'll see the, the, the red thread through all these and then at Ad Astra. So uh, indeed, the top four systems on the Green 500 are all using this HPE architecture. And I know, Oliver, you ran the numbers on, on Frontier TDS. Uh, you want to say a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. The full Frontier system operating at the 52.23 gigaflops per watt uh, works out to an exaflops uh, in about a 19.1 megawatt package. If you run that same calculation for the 62.68 of the test and development system, uh, that works out to an exascale system in 16.07 megawatts, which is just an astonishing, if ambitious, extrapolation of that number. Yeah, these are just amazing numbers coming out. Now, there's two things about the Frontier system there versus uh, Crusher, the test and development system. I think it's natural that the larger system, you don't necessarily get as efficient because you've got the extra power going into the additional racks as they scale out. But to the extent that they can get uh, a higher Linpack score, more efficiency uh, out of the performance, that frontier number two ranking can has room to go up, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, and just terrific to see 
the other HPE AMD systems all clustered together on that list there. The Lumi system also, I think, has room to improve. It was pointed out to me, uh, Oliver, you were mentioning that it was only 40% installed. Well, it's across all the racks, so you have partially uh, populated racks. That means that you've got the racks drawing the power, you know, some portion of power while the nodes are all spread out. So that one's got room to come up in efficiency as well. Yeah, and I, I think it, it, I think that's a fantastic point. And vis-a-vis Lumi, I do, I do just want to make note of the fantastic energy story that they have at Lumi, which has been mentioned many times in our coverage on HPC Wire. Uh, but what they're doing in terms of energy efficiency. Uh, they're they're sited up in uh, Kajani, Finland, the Kajani, Finland, and uh, using um, the most energy efficient practices I've maybe ever heard of in a major supercomputer center, uh, and including using their waste heat to provide heating for this town in northern Finland. And as as long as we're talking about um, you know sustainability and and greenness of a supercomputer, I think that's a really important thing to mention. And and folks will be able to go check that out in person soon with their their inauguration coming up. Yeah, they're inaugurating the system, I think, um, in just a couple weeks less in in mid-June, and there should be some other uh, exciting news coming out of that as well. Now, that sounds like a fun unveiling to get to, <laughs> as well as uh, at Oak Ridge. Friend. I would like to go see any of these systems, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, really celebrate the dawn of this exascale era and these new architectures coming through. And meanwhile, we're still here at ISC. We got podcast number one in top 500 news. That was enough to do a whole podcast on. But meanwhile, there's a lot else going on at the show. And there's been a lot of buzz, Tiffany. There's been a lot of buzz. And this is this is quite the show. You know, I think even by um, normal year standards, you know, this is this is quite the quite the turnout here. It might even be more more active and more things going on than than, um, you know, other other ISCs I've been to. So, yep, there's lots of excitement. And I, and I will be uh, learning more about that and talking to and interviewing the, the program chairs, the program chair for this this year, who's Karen Bergman, and also John Schaff, who's the program chair for next year, and one of the event representatives, Nagus Bieslock. Uh, we're going to do, be doing a video and talking more about these things and what, what it's like at the show. So that's going to be coming up too. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of the show here and our listeners can get more coverage. If you're not here in person, check it out on HPC Wire. We'll be back for another episode of This Week in HPC from ISC 22. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.